Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I was selling this bag as well. I'm sorry. I'm only selling that one with something Yeah, this it's perfect condition. She just used it today, last night. Um, I didn't think she would even say she would sell. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine. With me, Kara Berry, our pop culture roundup and and just like that recap. We have we have good stuff this week, I think. I think on Thursday everybody was like, we gotta talk. And so let's get into it. Um, should we start with our can I get a hell yeah of the week? Yeah, let's start off on a high note. <laughs> you guys know that there's like a big grain of salt that you can take when I like lean towards the positive so quickly it's usually not not so much that but it is for some people in this case and for all of us really if we're honest and true with how petty we are on the inside so let's get into it um congratulations are in order for dr lenny hochstein and girlfriend katharina mazepa because they are engaged uh, the pictures came out on instagram lenny of Real Housewives of Miami, uh, current, still, husband of Lisa Hochstein. Um, You know, we have to say, politics aside, iconic pillar member of the Real Housewives of Miami. Um, Yeah, via Instagram, I mean, it's exactly what you would think it would be. A man in his 50s, I would imagine, mid-50s, early 60s. Uh, proposing to somebody in their 20s. He's got the the white 
sure that has surely been sweated through. They're on top of what we found out later was an ancient pirate cave. Catherine said in her Instagram, on top of an ancient pirate cave overlooking the sunset, overtaking Esvedra, he asked to steal me away forever. Um, pirate flag emoji. It's a black flag with a skull and crossbones. And then, and then the infinity symbol emoji. <laughs> Catherine's from Austria, by the way. So, okay. Great first one. Great first engagement. Love that. She's got the picture. How they manage this. Like, here's what I want to know. Look at this picture. One of the pictures in the carousel is um, of Lenny down on one knee and what appears to be maybe, I don't know if these are an on cloud or a new balance, but um, he's wearing a, a maybe a cargo short, and again, that see-through white shirt. He's on one knee, and she is just like leg popped perfectly, hand on the chest. Oh my God, I can't believe it. And like, how long was this after he proposed? Was this in real time? Was this something that happened after? It just looks like, did you have to help grandpa up? Sorry, did you have to help your fiance up? Congratulations. Now, there are a few gags in here. I mean, the first gag being, he's not legally divorced. And I was talking to, was it Taria? I think it was Taria was talking, we were talking about this situation. And how, from Katharina's perspective, how is she, like, loving this? Like, I know she hit a lick, you know? I know what I'm looking at, so, like, y'all don't have to explain that to me. But what I don't understand is he... Lenny seems so adamant that Lenny and Lisa keep fighting over this home. Lisa's currently living in it. I think she has until September 1st to move out. But there were some situations that happened recently where Lisa was out of town and her mom was watching the kids. Lenny and Katharina pulled up and were like playing like King of the Castle, King of the Castle and like being weird and screaming at her mama or whatever. Here's my under my what I don't understand is why are they so adamant to live there? You had a whole life, kids, a marriage with somebody else. You're wealthy. You can live anywhere else. I would think, Katharina, if this were me and if I were your homegirl, I'd be like, you really need to look into why he's so petty. Why is he constantly talking to page six? That's weird. Why is he so adamant to live in this house with you? Sorry, to start this whole um, life with you in the same house that he had a whole life with somebody else. If y'all don't have to do that, you know, like he's not making 42 grand a, a year. Are you Lenny? <laughs> you know, I would just think like homegirl, homegirl, if I were Catherine and his friend, and I shouldn't be telling this, but like, I got to put y'all on game at least, at least a little bit. You have, why is he so adamant to live in this house? Like it's giving that he has everything financially tied into this house. It's giving, this would be his only asset potentially. This is giving like, I am not going to be making anything on this house. So like, I got to sell her on the stream because to me, like if I'm, to be believing that you're rich and as rich as you say you are, 
then like just give her the stuff you know just give her what she asked for to give her to be quiet is this not affecting his bottom line because like i would not want to go under the knife with this guy who's like i'm afraid are you going to be like putting the knife down the scalpel down on some dirty paper while you texting with your contact at page six like i just don't know I, I can't be assured of that, you know? And I'm signing a bunch of releases and I don't know. Like, I'm not reading that. I'm a bad bitch. You have to be assured of these things, at least instinctually, and I can't feel that way with Lenny. So to me, it's just like, I... Oh, wow, my sister just texted me something. Just hit me like a train in the middle of the day. She had the nerve to ask me, do you still watch Sister Wives? <laughs> I mean, just tell me you don't listen to my podcast, bitch. Damn. <laughs> Truth be told, the idea of my family listening to these episodes, any of them, just like horrifies me. It's really like a great separation of church and state. I don't don't listen, please. <laughs> anyway, um, so this happened. Whoo, 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 whoo. So y'all know when we were watching last season in the very beginning when Lisa first announced that Lenny was leaving her that Marina, his mama, was like a little bit team Lisa and then things took a turn toward the end of the season, right? So she commented in this post and Lenny's Instagram says, I'll be very happy that this time you're getting a woman who love and respect you. You certainly did not have that in your previous marriage. Good luck. Congratulations. These people are like, I mean, I guess I can't be surprised that the apple's not falling far from the tree here, but it's really shocking behavior. Like, why do even you need to get involved in this, Marina? It's it's strange. So, Lisa never went to rest on her laurels, okay? She's going to put on a heel and a brightly colored, very skin-tight dress. And tell you what for. So she goes on her Instagram story, posted a screenshot of Marina's comment, and says, what a wonderful mother-in-law and grandmother. <laughs> How disgusting. <laughs> and then, here's where I get the hell yeah from me. She writes in another Instagram story, congrats to my current husband and his mistress on their engagement, period. Purple background white font we love to see it come feel the rush you know what i mean <laughs> get this show back get this show back have they already filmed the next season maybe i think they're filming now oh i hope so Ooh, 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 ooh. let's let's get the cameras up mics up let's get them right on screen oh, i can't wait i love miami and, uh, well, while we're on the topic, why don't we head into chapter two of the Ponytail Chronicles, as I'm going to call it from now moving forward. <laughs> Ariana, what are you doing here? What's happening, girl? Too much. Too, too much. So what has been happening in the world of her uh, brother, husband, boyfriend, SpongeBob, her... 
and the wife, Lily J. So last Wednesday, Ethan filed for divorce officially. Um, shout out to, I believe it was, um, her name is Culture Work on TikTok. She pointed out that this seemed very intentional because he filed in New York, which if you're in California, it's pretty easy to obtain um, access to these sorts of things like family court documents. You just pay a dollar and um, you can you can get that stuff. But in New York, it's like a little bit harder. You have to know like the case number or something to be able to search it, a specific case situation. So it's very unlikely that a paparazzo person, somebody in the media would have been able to find this case had they not been told about this happening, right? So Ethan files for a divorce on Wednesday, and Lily has been letting the chopper spray. There's been a lot of debate as to whether or not, if you're the scorned ex, if you're in a situation like this, where if you guys don't know the full story and why this is like kind of a big deal, I mean, you know, relatively speaking, go back to last week's episode, last Monday's episode, where I talk about Ponytail's history with her beginnings of her relationships with uh, several of her exes and how it basically comes on the hands of them ending their long-term relationships. It's a bad pattern. It is a significant pattern. Um, it is a pattern that women have come out and spoken about currently. Um, Dalton Gomez's uh, ex-girlfriend, who is now married herself, has said something about it. She posted a TikTok about it just Sunday, as we're speaking, July 30th. She posted a TikTok of it like, oh, you know, isn't it interesting? I talked about this before and now it's happening again. Well, the exact one is um, when Karma finally exposes Ariana Grande after she, exp after she stole your boyfriend in 2010. That's what she said. Oops. You can find her on TikTok at Ricky Valentina, R-I-K-K-I Valentina, V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-A. -E um, so interesting she tells the story on that um so basically what has happened since then is lily has not shut her mouth and she first was like doing the um sources thing and then she just was like exclusively talking to both tmz and page six and like i said there have been a lot of back and forth as to whether or not she should do that i say get her done right if this were me and this were my situation I would be on Call Her Daddy so fast that red-headed man would spin so quickly on his access. He wouldn't even know what to do. You you guys would have gotten within 18 hours that, like, elusive um, preview where uh, I don't even know what her name is. I want to say Alex Earl, but I know that that's a girl from TikTok. I'm not even kidding. I don't know what her name is. Um, is it Alex something? Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is you get a, like, elusive commercial where she asks a question and then you just see Lily's face but she doesn't answer it and you're like oh and she's asking something like when did you know you know and we just look at Lily's face and she's like about to answer she's looking strong but you know she's been through it and you're like god damn she got me again that, that's how I picture it anyway, that would have been me but you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty. So Lily first talked to um, TMZ and says, I'm focused on my son and doing my best to navigate a spotlight I've never wanted or experienced before. 
And then she says that she wants to set the record straight record straight after watching with horror as stories are published speaking to my experience. And then she says, I'm asking for privacy and respect as an individual who is not in the entertainment industry and as a mom. I asked to be left alone to rebuild my life and raise a beautiful boy that I gave birth to last year. Also, I have this call with page six in a couple minutes and I want to take a bathroom break. No shade. I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's just a funny joke. So then she goes on to page six, right? And says, Ariana's a story, really. Not a girl's girl. My family is just collateral damage. (sighs) This child that they have together is 11 months old. Lily and Ethan had been together for 10 years, married for, I think, four going on five until all this shit happened. And it came out that they were dating, but not dating before they had broken up with their respective husband and wife, Ariana and Ethan, even though... The timeline as to whether or not when exactly they started dating is very, it keeps it changing. Like the tide, it just keeps going back and forth and back and forth. Can't really make sense of it, depending on the time of day. Very, very interesting. So Lily then goes on to say, the story is her, meaning Ariana, the story is her and Dalton. And then, oh my God. If somebody said that I was not a girl's girl, I would literally set myself on fire. Anyway, um, then later in this article, the sources were telling Page Six that Lily has been, quote, calling every news outlet to get this story out while acting differently towards Ethan behind the scenes. And they're claiming that she's telling Ethan and other people that she only cares about protecting their child, but, you know, then also talking to TMZ, right? But then it goes on to say she's rightfully upset because her marriage fell apart, but Ariana and Ethan... Ethan didn't do anything wrong. Going on to say that Ethan had been separated from Lily for two months before dating Ariana. Then it goes on to say, Ethan is trying to take the high road and hopes that he can resolve the situation for the sake of their child. So why did you only file for divorce a couple days ago then, my boy? If, if if your side of the street is so clean, then, then why didn't you just end it? If this happened months ago that you guys have been broken up and separated, then why didn't you just like, but then, but then you only started dating Ariana when? What? You'll see what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's not making sense to me. So. I hate that. I hate that second part of the article because it's really like throwing Lily under the bus and trying to paint Ethan as like this great um, co-parent and I'm just like, won't anybody think of the children? And, And Lily's talking out of both sides of her mouth, that bitch. But I respect her. But it's just like so, ew, you guys. Like, ew. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like ew, 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 ew. Like, you look so much like Frankie. And I know that part really isn't his fault, but, you know, it it doesn't help. It only makes things worse. And then, I let out the biggest cackle because up on TMZ comes a headline that says that Ariana and Ethan have not seen each other in weeks. So this whole time that we found out about this whole relationship, they have not seen each other the entire time that this shit has gone down. 
And that shit is funny to me because everybody and their mama was saying, girl, and the girl I mean, Ethan, open your eyes. Open your eyes and look at the track history. Go and see, you are about to be, you just blew up your whole life for a relationship that's going to be, if you make it to 18 months, it'll be a miracle and only because Ariana doesn't want it to look bad, you know, because now we've all seen the pattern. (laughs) If you're a dummy bitch, you're a dummy bitch, you're a dummy. So then... This article says that he has been preoccupied with Lily and their divorce and that Ariana is giving him the space to work things out. So apparently they have not been in New York. He, they're all both based in New York. They have not been in the same city for several weeks. Ariana's in LA currently. He's trying to navigate the end of his marriage, but she's, it's also saying that she's giving him the space to work things out. Should he want to do that? Weird. Weird. Weird, weird, behavior. And then Ethan is now really going into hyper overdrive with his PR, saying, you know, he might be done with the marriage, but he's desperately wanting to co-parent their one-year-old and that they speak every day, he and Lily, mostly talking about their son and that he's... We're told that Ethan spent a lot of time with his son in London after he had split with Lily and they're determined to have a major presence in the boy's life. Okay, well congratulations you spent some time with him in London good because if you're talking about he spent a lot of time with him in London sounds to me like if if you spent a lot of time with him in London after you guys broke up after you and his mama broke up what it sounds like to me is that you got to do the world of a lifetime and do wicked and and form this relationship with your new girlfriend but your new girlfriend bitch and I'm here in London postpartum could have taken my ass back to New York and and been with my family or whatever but I chose to stay here in London with you probably because I didn't think we were really gonna break up you idiot and and when you were off set and off gallivanting with you with your new girlfriend then you got to go play happy daddy with with our son oh Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. Then it goes on to say, our sources say that Lily told Ethan repeatedly that she was down with co-parenting. And then Ethan asked Lily about issuing a joint statement saying that they were committed to co-parenting their son, but Lily wanted to defer releasing, releasing that statement, at least for now. Why? That doesn't even make sense. Okay. Like, to, to, what would that mean? Why would you need to, why would you need to do that in the first place? To make yourself look good? And she was like, shut up, bitch. Because that's what would have been my response. And then they say that we're also told that Lily had assured Ethan that she didn't know where the various media leaks were emanating from. So he was more than surprised to read Thursday that Lily spoke with Page Six, calling Ariana not a girl's girl, adding that her family was collateral damage. Sources tell us, Ethan, that Lily told Ethan that she did not understand what it meant that she was on the record when she made the comments. (laughs) All right. Okay. Well, then Lily must be pretty stupid because a week into finding out that your, your husband has been shipping 
one of the biggest pop stars in the whole fucking world, the, she didn't know that if a media person from that particular outlet speaks to her, that they would also print what she said. She didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> okay, whatever that means. Okay. And even if she didn't know that she was on the record, she still said what she said. It doesn't change doesn't change what she said, does it? <laughs> and, if, and if that's even true, that even sounds like maybe more the truth. Because if you don't think that it's going to go to print, then maybe you would be more likely to be like be honest and say what you what really went down, you know? But she didn't know. I find, and then she spoke to both Page Six and TMZ and didn't think, oh, um, I don't know these people. I'm not fucking famous. If they're talking to me, they probably are going to put it in an article because why else would they be talking to me, non-famous person? What do you mean? <laughs> I find that very hard to believe. And then speaking of things that are hard to believe, I think I might be introducing a new segment called, So What is the Truth? What is the truth? Okay, so those of you guys who don't watch the Kardashians or listen to my recap, um, last week was the finale, and in the finale, they spoke about the death of Tristan Thompson's mother. Tristan has three brothers, one who has special needs, and um, two other brothers, right? So, like, I would say, you know, the last third of the episode was all about this situation, and listen, we have not seen a whole lot of Andrea, Tristan's mother, on the show previously. So, you know, I think some people felt some type of way about how heavily this was featured in contrast to us not really knowing Andrea and how it maybe things could, um, assumptions could be made from that. So, interestingly enough, a person who felt that way and was vocal about it was none other than Deshaun Thompson. Tristan's 28-year-old brother, who went on his Instagram went on his Instagram stories on Friday and says, oh, excuse me, on, on Thursday rather, he posted on an Instagram story, um, death for a storyline with the like question smiley face emoji. Very interesting, right? So then why on Friday? Did he post, y'all chill out, that wasn't toward Chloe or her family. Chloe's been a real one toward myself and my brothers from day one. Don't believe everything you see or hear on social media. 95% is a lie. You said it, though. Nobody knows who you are, Deshaun. You you said it. What, what else are we supposed to take from death for a storyline when your mother's death was used as part of a storyline for the Kardashians the same day that you wrote it on your Instagram stories and then say, don't believe everything you see or hear on social media, 95% is a lie, then you lied to us. What do you mean? You invited us into this. Don't act like it's our now our fault for believing, for putting two and two together. And now you're like, how dare you? Chill out, y'all. That wasn't towards Chloe and her family, then who was it towards quickly? Who was it towards Deshaun? Who was it towards? What? <laughs> it was, it... This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. You know what I mean? You guys, come on. He also said, I wouldn't try to bash a female down ever, especially on social media. Please don't speak for me. Okay. Because a lot of people were like, oh, well, like, why don't you take care of your brother then? Because, you know, Chloe housed Tristan and her brother, his brother Amari. Um, His his brother is wheelchair bound, nonverbal, has epilepsy, and was in the care of his, their mother. When Andrea passed, that legal custody guardianship went over to Tristan. Um, at that same time, Tristan's house was like water damaged, the roof caved in, so he and Amari moved in with Chloe. So a lot of people in response to Deshaun being like, oh, death for a storyline, were like, oh, well then like she's here taking care of her family, so shut the fuck up. And, and so again, I really don't have an opinion on that one way or the other. My thing is like, you said this. So don't act like it's our fault for believing what you said. You know? 90, well, you just said 95% of what I say is a lie. Don't believe everything you see or hear on my social media because 95% of it is a lie. That's what I'm hearing, Deshaun. <laughs> because you said it. Anyway. And with that, we're going to end with just a little update on what's going on with Wig Zosiak Bierman. I told you guys that they had gotten back together after their very brief stint and very ugly stint going back and forth, um, claiming various types of abuse, be it financial, physical, emotional, what have you, to the police. Um, they got back together through the power of Christ and Chili's. Not even kidding. They were paparazzi going to church and then also going to Chili's as a family you know and I can't knock them for that have you had a southwest egg roll tell me if that doesn't fix things in your life come back to me anyway um things are not looking good it seems like maybe seven minutes after they were all lovey-dovey this is definitely gonna work the sources were saying they're getting along they're realizing what's true they're leaning on their Christian faith of which neither of them have a foundation in because they later had to admit that Corey had just found out about Christianity and that Kim is not really a Christian, but she's very spiritual. But anyway, we don't have to get into that. Things are not going well for them. Again, the sources had to pussy pop back and say, you know, they really hadn't been working through things. They just kind of like lost over stuff. But then they both saw what the other had said through those police body cams and they weren't happy and they now are fighting again. 
that part's not funny but um it's not good and it's only a matter of time before they break up again so how we know that this is true is that wig has gone back to trying to sell stuff um via her instagram stories and you know the veerman closet had been run previously by croy but now kim has found a way <laughs> to circumvent that by selling a bunch of designer purses um somebody had a great point about this one of the purses she was selling was a loewe purse the brand l-o-e-w-e is not pronounced low you guys it's pronounced loewe now it who went on her instagram stories and saying oh i have this new brand new low purse and I wish I could remember this person's username, but they brought up an excellent point about like the overconsumption and this like need to buy, 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 have, 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 have the latest thing, the latest labels. Like you don't even appreciate this stuff enough to know the, how to pronounce it. And yet here you're like, oh, I have this low bag. I haven't even worn it before. It's $3,400. It's still got the tags on it. Bag after bag after bag. Now these two idiots, these two chuckleheads, Wig and her her daughter Brielle, tried to sell a Louis Vuitton duffel bag, like a pink, like a pinky, reddish duffel bag that Brielle had for twenty thousand dollars. And was like, oh, you could just send that through like Venmo or whatever, <laughs> girl. The ops are already watching y'all and they're combing through your finances with the finest tooth comb. And here you are trying to sell a Louis Vuitton bag for $20,000 through Venmo. <laughs> I mean, just clank clank. Just wrap it up, feds. Like, Kim just meeting out the parking lot of Beauty Lab and Laser. And the FBI and the IRS will be waiting. Like, let's just, you know, it just feels so inevitable. Like, why don't we just, why don't we just cut it out? Just cut it out. <laughs> 20000 <laughs> You're a dummy, bitch. You're so silly. These people. <sighs> God help us. God help us, everyone. You guys, with that, the end of the episode is going to be a recap of and just like that, Aiden's back and better than ever. Let's get into it. He asked you to dinner on Valentine's Day. No, he probably doesn't even know it's Valentine's Day. Well, if he doesn't know that it's Valentine's Day, then he's not in a relationship. I, I, I don't think Carrie wants to hear the inner machinations. Oh, wait, 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 no, 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 not so fast. How so? A girlfriend would be letting him know. So the way I see it, either A, he knows and he has asked you to dinner on Valentine's Day, or B, he doesn't know, and he doesn't have a girlfriend. I think he doesn't know. And therefore doesn't have a girlfriend? Possibly. I mean, why else would he be asking me to dinner? And full disclosure, yeah, I knew it was Valentine's Day when I wrote back yes. Okay, guys, let's talk about Anne Just Like That, written by Samantha Irby, so you know it was good. And I should have said this the other time, the, the only times that I've really felt like the sex and the city magic are episodes that are written by Samantha Irby. Like, go back and look at the credits and see if you guys agree. But she wrote this one and she did that. Okay, so let's get into it. 
So Carrie starts off in bed, right? Typical New York morning. She's got her laptop open and she sees that Aiden did in fact respond to her email, right? Cut to immediately. Classic, the girls at brunch talking about what the hell's going on. So Carrie is telling, he said, Aiden said in the email that he was going to be in town and he asked to have dinner on Thursday. Charlotte, oh my God. Oh my God, Thursday, Carrie, it's Valentine's Day. Carrie's like, yeah, he probably doesn't even know that. To which Charlotte is like, okay, but if he doesn't know that, then that means he's probably not in a relationship. And Miranda's like, oh, Charlotte, I don't think that Carrie wants to hear like the inner machinations of all of this. But Carrie's like, no, 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 I do. Go on, Charlotte. And so she's like, well, listen, if he had a girlfriend, she probably would have said something to him about Valentine's Day. So there you go, right? And so Carrie's like, okay, well, I think maybe he just didn't know. But full disclosure, when I said yes to him, I did realize it was Valentine's Day. So then we move on to, uh, you know, what's going on with Miranda. Charlotte's like, are there any new ladies on the horizon? And Miranda's like, first of all, no. Secondly, why do you just assume ladies? Because I don't know where I land. Because it was Che who miraculously she happened to be attracted to is Che the person again shockingly but you know it was not like she was with Steve and wondering about Brady's friend's mom and how hot she was and Carrie's like okay well he pulled that one up pretty quickly seems pretty specific <laughs> you sure and so Cheryl's like okay well what about what about the mom is she single and we're just like you don't even know if she's gay <laughs> to which Charlotte says you don't even know if you're gay <laughs> So I think maybe you should figure it out so that you can find love again. Then we got to Naya. We don't even have to talk about Naya. Naya had such a flop of a storyline. It was just her talking to her never before seen friends on FaceTime on a group chat. And there we're led to believe these are married women who are like trying to do this girl solid by being like, hey, let's just do like a girl's night. You know, it's your first valentine's day in a while as a, a potentially divorcing woman so you know we feel sorry for you blah 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 but naya her mission this storyline is to make a chocolate souffle and have what she calls a evening. sad full full kathy comic already then we get to anthony's storyline which is that you know he's got that hot guys bakery thing and he gets a call on his bread phone. Uh, legitimately, it was a bread that looks like a foot long at his bakery saying, hey, the Drew Barrymore show wants you bring a hot fella from your bakery on the show. It'll be a time, right? But then he realizes the guy that he wanted, the hot fellow that he wanted is uh, currently putting juice HGH into his upper thigh and Harry's Harry (laughs) Anthony is horrified he's going on a rant about how I can't have any guys on human growth hormones on the show like orange juice and juice heads don't mix on a morning talk show blah 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 so if you guys are taking HGH I can't have that you guys can't work here so all of the ones that we see leave oh no (laughs) The stakes are high. How is how is Anthony gonna get his bread on Drew Barrymore show? How are we gonna do it? Wait, just wait and see. Rock. Oh, God, I'm just like, so I'm like, we all agree that like we don't give a fuck about Charlotte's kids, right? 
<laughs> we're all on the same page. Like, I don't care about Rock. I don't care about Lily. I'm barely care- caring about Richard Burton. And that's just because he's, like, an extremely cute dog. And he hasn't said any, like, weird Gen Z shit that annoys me. So, anyway, Rock is a star now at school because of their Ralph Lauren campaign. This turns Charlotte into a stage mom. She's talking to Lisa about how they're going to be going to all the uh, top modeling agencies in the city to try to get Rock and uh, some support or whatever. And then they look over to the quad and we find out a couple of shocking things. Well, really one shocking thing, which is that uh, Lisa Todd Wexley's son is named Herbert Jr. Now, I don't know how we, how did we land on Herbert in the first place? And now we got two, we got two Herberts. I understand how, like, this works, but it's just a Herbert Jr., right? Like, I just can't imagine Lisa Todd Wexley marrying a Herbert and then agreeing to name her son Herbert Jr. That's just wild. It's just really wild to me. I just can't, like, in a post-9-11 world, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. But anyway, Herbert Jr. has a very horny girlfriend named Baxter. <laughs> Are we just naming characters after our dogs at this point? She's got a, he's got a horny girlfriend named Baxter. She can't stop touching his belt in the quad. And Lisa doesn't like it. Doesn't like Baxter. Doesn't like the whole situation. Back to the real world with Che and Carrie. They go to lunch at at, uh, the Lexington candy shop and Che asks Miranda or asks if Miranda's ghosting them. Because early we did see Miranda who, (laughs) Miranda, (laughs) And Miranda can't afford to live in her own apartment. Okay, fair enough. Times are tough. So you're living with Naya in this, her little, uh, you know, practice, ex-husband's practice space. Now your bedroom, right? We were supposed to believe that you're sleeping on a cot, but you got an Hermes blanket. (laughs) An Hermes blanket to keep you warm. Okay, we're doing real high-low here, aren't we? And I'm telling you guys right now, by you guys, I mean the writers, if Miranda ends up moving, first of all, back with Che, and then moving to Hudson Yards in that apartment, I'm never talking about the show again. To be, I I might take that back, but I will be very upset about that. I will. Anyway, back to Che asking if Miranda's ghosting them, right? And Carrie's like, um, I mean, listen, we haven't had a conversation about it, but Miranda does tend to get, like, introspective if things don't work out. And then all of a sudden, Che, who asked about Miranda, was like, I don't want to hear a TED talk about Miranda, okay? But she just left a box of shit at my house, and I need to get rid of it because I have to Airbnb my place. Okay, okay. So they find a terrier just roaming free on the sidewalk. Carrie screams because she thinks it's a rat. And then Che just takes it to the shelter that apparently they happen to work at at some point. That happens to also be just around the corner from where they're at. And wouldn't you know, Che gets their full-time job back. Che's boss is like this hard-scrabbled New Yorker, you know, but she's got like a soft spot because she works as animals. And is like, oh, you know what, Che, I haven't cleaned out your locker. We need somebody funny. Do you know anybody? And Che, who for the first time tells the truth, looks at that lady right in the eye and says no. And they were right. After that, Naya and Miranda go to a bookstore and there's all these Valentine's decorations all over the store. And she says something like, you know, it's also Black History Month, but we typically only get two shelves and a table, which is 
kind of the equivalent of what's happening with the diversity on the show, if you think about it. You got two shelves at a table. <laughs> Miranda asks Naya, am I a lesbian? And Naya's like, excuse me, is that a, like a book that you just saw? She's like, I just can't figure out what dating app to be on, like whatever like what i know is that it's not black people meet and like gay dick whatever the hell she said <laughs> gay daddy bear whatever the hell but and i was like you know what i tell my students because i am a professor if you guys don't remember um you explore the topic you do the research and then you cite your examples Miranda's like, you know what? You're right. I'm like a floundering student who just doesn't know what major to declare. And then suddenly, Naya goes off to look at something, maybe the Black History Month shelf, I'm not sure. But Miranda's left to see this red curtain. And she looks behind this red curtain and it's all Valentine's and romantic. And there's a person doing a reading in a red velvet suit. Suddenly, Miranda's like taken aback. And then we see her pacing outside the bookstore to meet Amelia, the person who did these, this reading. Who oh, I guess Miranda knew because she's a big Jane Austen head. And she says, you know, I used to read to you doing the recordings of these Jane Austen novels. To which the lady was like, that's what you listen to when you're running? Not like Bruno Mars or anything? But Amelia, Amelia's like laying it on super thick like charisma out the ass in this all red outfit giving Carmen San Diego and it's like you know what Miranda you really got me going and Miranda is hello horned out basement flooded and invites Amelia to a Valentine's Day dinner she's just like really a brand new bitch Speaking of Valentine's Day dinner, Charlotte and Harry plan on going to a dinner because Lily kicked them out of the apartment because that guy who I guess she had sex with for the first time last week, was it? Um, broke up with her. So she and the popular girls are going to have an F the boys night at her place. And Charlotte felt bad because, you know, like the breakup and apparently Lily had gotten bill, uh, bullied for all these Billie, Billie Eilish songs about, you know, why are we all so rich even though we're all so rich and uh, the seniors didn't like it apparently. Uh, over at Lisa's house, Herbert Jr. tries to tell his parents, uh, my girlfriend Baxter got us a room at the Mandarin Oriental and they're like, no, no, no. But then Herbert Sr. says, why don't you just stay at our house? It's going to be empty anyway. And Lisa's like, great. You just gave them the keys to fucking our bed, Herbert Sr. Thanks a lot. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And I guess I don't really see what the issue is because Lisa says it's not, I know he's having sex. It's not like me trying to protect him from having sex. I was fine with his other girlfriend. It's just this one I don't like. And she just acts like she owns him. And like, I just don't like that. But it's like, okay, you guys don't have an issue with him having sex. Then why would you want him to have sex in your house? (laughs) Right? I don't know. Does it matter? Does it matter if if you know he's going to have sex with anyway? And you don't care about that. What does it matter if he does it in a hotel? And you don't like the girlfriend. Let the Mandarin Oriental handle it. Like, it was, I'm not sure which way I'm supposed to land on that. Like, is is it one of those things that parents are like, oh, you know, I don't want you drinking. But, like, if you are, just do it at our house. That way you're not driving and I know you're safe. Like, that sort of thing. I don't know. Back to Anthony. He's still in a panic about not having the perfect hot fella to go on Drew Barrymore because the guys that are left weren't that weren't juicing look like porn stars. And he tells Charlotte, I need somebody to go on that Drew Barrymore show who looks more like kiss me than fist me because we're trying to cater to the mom at home audience. And Charlotte's like, Anthony, I'm in a card story now. Please don't say that. Now, mind you, um, they're on the phone. Nobody can hear him. But anyway, she ends up just happening to find the most gorgeous but innocent looking Italian man named Giuseppe <laughs> selling poems for a dollar in the middle of this card store. Ma'am, like, sweetie, where we live in an economy, people, this is not the 90s anymore. You can't just sell poems for a dollar in the middle of a store. Like, don't they have to get a cut? It just felt... It just felt All of it felt very heavy-handed. But anyway, their awkward conversation because Charles trying to be like, oh, I can pay you $300 for something special. And he thinks that she's like trying to trick him off on something. She's like, no, no, no. I'm married with children. He's like, oh, yeah. So so was the lady who uh, tried to buy me a cashmere sweater earlier. You know, it's like a whole thing. So she explains it, I guess, because we find Giuseppe backstage at Drew Barrymore. Anthony is relieved. He comes out in that tight uh, jean short jumper and exposes his very long and, and you got a spicy visual in that pants. Just a, a big honker happening down there. Anthony, um, everything goes well. Drew is gagged. Everybody in the audience is like, wow, um, hello, buongiorno. <laughs> Things go well. They head backstage and Anthony's like, oh, great. I got a bunch of orders from the show. You're going to be working for me, Giuseppe, now. And Giuseppe's like, no, no, no. I'm a poet. This is not for me. Anthony threatens suicide if Giuseppe doesn't work for him for a week. And so then they agree. (laughs) And then we get a surprise cameo from none other than Ross Matthews trying to get a look at Giuseppe's uh, uh, hero or sourdough starter in his pants. Wow. Seema and Carrie go for a massage, but then 
they find out because it's Valentine's Day, the massage place is only doing couples massages, to which Seema gets very up in arms about single people's rights, and Carrie's just, like, begging her, please let's just go for a drink. I've got a date with Aiden. I haven't seen that man in 13 years. I can't handle a spot insurrection right now. Let's go. Then we go over to Brooklyn where Charlotte gets all pushy at Rock's agency meeting because they're not taking her on, not taking Rock on time because they're too cool and like in Greenpoint or whatever. And of course, Charlotte pops off in her very Charlotte way. Apparently they go up to two other modeling agencies because we see them get back and like the other two modeling agencies really wanted Rock. But of course, Rock... I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it. Because, like, you really weren't that nice, and you were kind of giving off dance mom vibes, mom. So Charlotte tries to blame her actions on being hypoglycemic. (laughs) I'm just screaming because I'm hypoglycemic. And then... Lily and her friends are there, so she had dropped off this cake for Lily. But Lily's like, no, Mom, I'm with the cool girls right now. Leave, and please, I can't. <laughs> Isn't Lily, like, 18 at this point? Like, can, can we stop? I, I think, like, I don't know. Like, don't we feel like after, like, 16, 17, we get over this, like, Mom, I don't want you here. <laughs> so Lily starts bitching out about, like, I don't want your cake, Mom. Anyway, one of her friends bought brownies, and there are too many anyway, so get out of here. Scram. Leave, Mom. <laughs> so Charlotte sneaks a brownie before going to dinner with Harry. Cut to her ranting and raving at this restaurant about how how much is going on, how Rock was screaming at, the, at her, and, like, all this stuff. And Harry's like, you need to calm down, or you're going to give yourself a heart attack. To which, perfect timing, Charlotte's like, wait, I do feel a little bit weird tingly and I can feel my blood and my mouth feels weird and so Harry's like what are you having a stroke she's like I think I am so they call the ambulance and the EMTs are like girl we'll put you in the back of this car Harry you're gonna have to get in front it's not that big of a deal like they already know what it is but they don't say anything until the doctor until they get to the hospital right so the doctor says um you're not having a stroke, but you do have a large quantity of THC in you. Harry's like, there's no way that's possible. She won't even take a, like a junior Advil. And Charlotte has to say, well, I did have the brownie, you know? And so the doctor's like, you know, it's, I see this in your age group all the time. You guys can't handle your gummies. You're like weird about the dosage and stuff like that. So uh, there you go. This all leads us to Charlotte saying that when she was in the back of that ambulance, her life flash before her eyes and she saw her basically being an assistant to everybody in her family to Richard Burton and and that dog's Instagram to rock to Lily to him even and she's like this is not my life I'm gonna call that man to see if I can get my job at the gallery because I have to get back to me I have to get back to me Miranda's getting ready for her date. She's looking like a baddie in purple. Like, the dress was everything. And she's, like, talking to Naya before she leaves. Just like, yo, Amelia called, said, just come over. Like, we're not going over to dinner. And Naya's like, okay, but are you okay with that? She's like, no, I'm more than okay with that. Like, she's just really trying to get it in, right? So when Miranda gets there, it's not good. 
It's not good. Amelia's not even dressed. Amelia's like in sweats. Uh, there, Amelia lives in this tiny ass studio. She has a cat, but the cat doesn't like people, so the cat's now in the bathroom. They keep stepping in the cat litter. She didn't even clean the cat litter before Miranda got there. Like, it's just, it's like the equivalent of, like, going to, like, a 25-year-old dude's first apartment. Like, it's just that good. Amelia doesn't even have sheets on her bed because she forgot she left them in the washing machine or the dryer asked Miranda do you have some extra quarters because these flannel sheets take a little bit longer and Miranda's like no sorry and so Amelia's like okay well I guess I'll go down to the bodega and get some so she shakes the dirty cat litter out of her Birkenstocks and takes off and it was like, before she leaves she's like oh you can go look through these menus and we can have uh, we can order some food before or after <laughs> yikes this brought back so many memories so carrie shows up for a dinner with aiden right she they had an eight o'clock reservation she goes to the hostess stand or the host stand and was like oh i have a reservation for two at eight o'clock and he's like yeah cool takes her to the back it's now 807 she's like oh you know i was gonna do the five minutes late thing but he beat me so she's waiting there and then it turns into 820 and her phone dies so she has to ask the waiter for um a charger so during that she calls miranda and is like oh my god like i I was so late like oh this is so stupid aiden's not here and miranda's like yeah i'm in a shitty place too to which classic carrie oh my god i totally forgot that you also have something going on my bad sorry sorry but miranda's like no 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 don't worry she's not here this is a disaster. I have to go to the bathroom real bad, but the cat tried to attack me. This It's a shit show. A cat shit show. Carrie goes, do you have to stay? And light bulb moment, Miranda's like, you know what? I don't. 35-year-old straight Miranda would have stayed, but 56-year-old lesbian Miranda wouldn't. <laughs> to which I'm thinking, 37 straight Kara would have been years past this behavior, Miranda. But okay, now now that you're 56, we all learn at our own pace, right? So then Carrie's like, well, should I leave too? And, you know, Miranda's like, no, he's a good guy. And then she miraculously gets a text message, text message right from him. She's like, oh, you know, see, he is a good guy. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, so she's waiting, she's waiting. He's like, where are you? I'm here. She texts him back. Why do I keep saying Texas? <laughs> she texts text him back. I'm here. Where are you? And they're trying to figure it out. So she goes back to the host and is like, I'm sorry, is this 60 West 55th Street? And he's like, no, it's next door. Now, sir, when I went to the host stand and asked and told you that I had an 8 o'clock reservation for two, why didn't you say we didn't have a reservation under that name? Why did that happen? So Carrie's like looking around. And is like trying to figure out which building is 60 West 55th. And then as soon as she turns back around, there's Aiden, 13 years older, looking fresh as a Chili's baby back rib. And he's wearing this jacket. <laughs> I've never seen a man. I don't think you're even supposed to wear jackets quite quite like that. Um, somebody, I think it was maybe at John Reed on Twitter, was like, why is he in a Hellraiser jacket? Which is a great question. Why was it zipped all the way up to the neck would be my question. But anyway, he looked good. And from this point on, just picture me 
looking at the screen, staring like an idiot. <sighs> One thing about me is I was pro Aiden. And I know that's a little bit controversial for you people, um, but I'm fine with that. Um, but I, I was pro Aiden, but I was not pro Aiden their second time around. I felt like he was being very manipulative and weird and like was trying to punish her and like wasn't getting over because we got to learn, you know, you guys, if you decide to stay with somebody who steps out on you, you have to forgive them. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Otherwise, all you're doing is like punishing them. I think it was Tamar Braxton or one of the Braxton said once on Braxton Family Values. Like, if you decide to stay with somebody who cheats, like... You need to let that go, otherwise you're the problem. I can't remember exactly what she said. But it was like, let your man cheat in peace. Like, if you're going to allow this behavior, then you don't torture yourself by tr continuing to punish somebody who you've allowed this behavior from. Because it's only going to end up bad for you. So let him cheat in peace. If you want to stay, let him cheat in peace. Now, granted, these are for situations when you know that that person is still going to be unfaithful to you. This is a different situation, but, you know, the... The, the bones are still there. Let's move on. <laughs> it is like banter city between these two. They're just like, mm, I'm into it. You look good. You look good. I lost 40 pounds. I see that, sir. You're looking great. And I gained 40 pounds and I lost it. There's a lot of talk about him losing these 40 pounds. I'm not sure why. We're always talking about Ada losing weight. <laughs> And I have to say, I thought OG Aiden, with all his little turquoise rings and all that stuff, was perfectly fine. And then he comes on the second time, they're like, oh my god. Look at, like, he was an entirely different person when he lost, like, 20 pounds. Like, it really wasn't that bit deep. You guys, when they made eyes at each other for the first time, and he just opens his arms up, and she goes in them, and then he's, like, rubbing the back of her head and, like, her back... <laughs> Thug down. Thug down. I couldn't take it. I'm like, I'm living for this. I want to bathe in these waters. I think my period's about to start. <laughs> but then she's like, I thought you stood me up. He's like, no, I thought you stood me up. And she was like, I never would do that. And he was like, well, I guess we're on the same page. She's like, mm -hmm. we are. We are. So then they take a cab back to her place. Not all, not until he gets out of the cab does he realize that she's living in the same apartment. Now, granted, I guess you guys could have had a tie, but it just seems like, Aiden, you also live there. It just seems like, at one point, did you look at a cross street and be like, oh, this seems familiar. But anyway, he gets out of the car and he's like, I, what, what's going on? When you said go back to your place, I thought maybe you had a different place at this point. And she's like... Oh, you know, like, I moved back, long story, but, like, it's whatever. And then he's like, listen, at the restaurant, I thought, God, this is great. It feels really great back to where we started, but this is where we ended. Like, with the fucking wall I couldn't break through and the floors, that's all in there. It's all bad and it's all in there. And Carrie's like, yeah, I mean, it's the same place, but we're not in the same place. And it really doesn't even look the same. Like, there's wallpaper and, and all sorts of stuff. Like, it, it's different. Like, clearly, this is a conversation about the couple things, right? But she's like, it wasn't all bad, was it? And Aiden's like, listen, I hear you. But, like, no matter how much I want to, I just can't go in there with all of that stuff. I'm never going in there again. 
And so Carrie's just standing there on the steps, and she's like, all right, you know. I thought this felt, like, a little bit too easy, but I get it. I really do. I guess time doesn't heal everything, no matter how much you want it to. And so Aiden's like, all right, I should go. And then he kind of stands in the middle of the street, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. This is New York. They've got hotels, right? And then they kiss on the stairs, and, oh, deep it down. Just like that. Aiden and I were on the same page. Mm, I got the chills. <laughs> I got the chills. And with that, you guys, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. We'll be back on Wednesday with Roni. And I might do like a little welcome to crappy like mini recaps instead of like two episodes at a time. We'll see. We'll see. But thank you guys. Love you.